everyone. Thanks for tuning in to the Loser Kid Pinball Podcast, episode 106. I am your host, Amanda Hamilton, here with my co-host, George Fisher. Hey, everybody. And tonight we have two very special guests. We have Scott Larson and Josh Roop, both from Utah area, here to discuss pinball. Oh, Hi, yeah. Guys. Hey, how you doing? So I know you guys are new to this hobby, yeah. and we wanted to invite you on to kind of see how you've been doing with it and how you've been enjoying your first games. What what I really want to know is I heard there was like a festival this weekend, but Josh and I couldn't attend. Like, is it a big deal? Kind, of a, kind big of a deal. big deal. Kind of a big deal. Okay. All right. But first, Josh, let's talk about our sponsors. <laughs> who's, who's sponsoring Loser Kid Pinball Podcast? That was the hardest try to keep a straight face that we've ever done. So the sponsor of Loser Kid Pinball Podcast is Flipping Out Pinball. You might not be able to get a hold of Zach this week. He's on a family vacation. But when he gets back on Monday, bombard him with all the messages because you want Godfather, Foo Fighters, Final Resistance, Ninja Eclipse, Pulp Fiction, Scooby-Doo, Galactic Tank Force, and Queen, which he can get all of except for, I think, Final Resistance. I actually I messaged him today. I, I, me- I messaged him today and put it in order for the Rush Pinball Topper and the Shooter Rod. Ooh. Ooh. That, that topper's pretty. That topper's really that, that pretty. That topper is really pretty. Pretty expensive. But yes, it is very pretty. <laughs> but, I have a Mando but, topper, so I, I'm not going to yeah, share it, any sympathy with you. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. Hmm. So mm-hmm. for all your pinball needs, hit up Zach Nicole Mini. That's flipping out pinball. Uh, I always recommend going to their Facebook page because they post the latest games that they have in stock and you can they, they get it out next day. It's like blazing flash fast shipping. I don't know how they do it. You have it less than 48 okay. hours. Like. I, I, I will say that I have a friend who bought he ended up with two Cactus Canyons uh, LEs and he gave me the one from Zach and Nicole and I. I have my game and he still does not. Womp womp. So that just tells you how on top of uh, Zach and Nicole are. So you know it. So, well, we were we were jokingly say that saying that people should send us all the information they could for Texas Pinball Festival, right? That we could live vicariously through them. And people mm-hmm. took us very dead serious. Holy crap! How many messages did we end up getting, Scott? Uh, yeah, okay, I was actually trying to like take care of kids and stuff. And I got probably about 150 messages, which was pretty cool. And I would say the surprising, the most surprising one was a pinball machine driving around with a turret. That pinball machine with the turret was sweet. Yeah. It looked pretty pretty cool. But we wanted to talk to people that, you know, were at the festival and we thought of our two great friends, George and Amanda, and they looked like they partied all weekend long. They had some pretty cool stuff. If you haven't checked out their, Facebook pages. That's where all the shenanigans seem to be posted. But George, Amanda, how was it? It's a pretty dang good time. Amanda, what do you think? Uh, probably one of the best shows I've been to. Yeah, it was up there. All right. Well, that's our show. Thank you guys for tuning in and for having us. Yeah. <laughs> Easy peasy. Yeah. No, it was it was awesome. I mean, what a heck of a time to go to a show when you have how many games that have just been announced. You have updated code on so many of them. Every manufacturer, it seemed, had a new game, and they had them in mass, except for GTF. They, you know, that one was driving around. So yeah, and and surprisingly, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna point out this little nugget of information: the game that won Game of the Year, they did not bring the game. 
No, they oh, did not. Interesting. There was no there rush. Was no rush at mm-hmm. the Texas Pinball Festival. I mean, nope. part of me is like, okay, I, I totally understand because you're selling them so fast, but really, like, so you, you couldn't hold two or three. Just bring them. Keep in mind, though, I, if I'm not mistaken, a lot of those games were on loan from Marco Amusements as well. So they yes. had a lot of Foo Fighters, um, mm-hmm. all three levels, the Pro, the Premium, and the LE. They had a lot of the George Gomez version of James Bond. They had a couple of Godzilla's. And Elvira. And Elvira, which was kind of weird. Like, why bring an Elvira really? if you're not going to bring a well, Turtles yeah. or... Didn't they do just produce Elvira again? Yeah. yeah, I thought they were doing it right now, weren't they? They mm-hmm. are, but you think about it too. Normally, they'll bring the games for the designers that are there, and you had John Borg there. So why not bring Rush? You know, right. it's up for a Twippy. Yeah. Why not bring it? But it was still a heck of a good time. Um, oh, My theory so is they ball. can't keep them in stock. They're selling so well, they just can't keep them in stock. And It's a good I'm game. Not, yeah, it's it's a really good game. So I've got to know because this is an amazing list. Like I like I spouted off on the flipping out thing. F- Foo Fighters out of the gate was pr- the first one announced. I want to know. We're just going to go through through these one at one one by one. What did you guys think of Foo Fighters? Get Amanda, the pro first. Yep, get the pro. Really, really. Oh my gosh, yes. Get the okay. pro. And and for those who are not familiar with me, I am an elitist. Um, get the pro. It shoots so good. It's if George Gomez and Keith Owen made perfect pinball machines like Deadpool and Godzilla and those two games had a baby, it would be Foo Fighters. The shots are great. The artwork is amazing. It's Zombie Yeti at his best. The music for what we could hear. I mean, it's Foo Fighters. Just absolute phenomenal game. And the code on it. Let's let's not even get me started on the code because that's an up and coming code, you know. We know that Ray Day is involved in it as well, so it's just going to get better because he is phenomenal on his own. He's a pretty good player, too. I don't know if you know that. I've heard he's okay. He's I don't know. Amazing. I mean, I saw him walking around a lot. I didn't see him playing at all, so that's, I, that's to be determined. Mm-hmm. I heard Travis Meary's better. And, wow. Okay. Bold take. <laughs> Bold take. So what did you think, George? Um, loved it. I, that was, I mean, between that and probably Galactic Tank Force were the two games I played and Foo Fighters because I was, I was really enjoying myself. Uh, I spent most of my time on the premium, went back and played the pro. Um, I don't have, I feel like good reasons why, but I'm happy I went premium as opposed to pro. On on Foo Fighters. On Foo Fighters. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. And the Foo Fighters, um, the pro flows just as well. Um, but the magnets underneath the, the, the 3d sculpture, uh, as it throws the ball around in response to actually hitting it is kind of cool. The extra lighting down there, the actual 3d alien, uh, is awesome. And in the same way that like Jurassic park, the, just that weird little spinning, um, the spinning helicopter mm-hmm. is like a, is a is a is a form of kinetic satisfaction, which is so enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Um, the dead bounce, not dead bounce, the dead save. I can't mm-hmm. remember what it's called anymore, but the, the little thing under the left flipper is fantastic. <laughs> like you kind of got to dial it in. Sometimes it doesn't make it up the, the all the way to the other side. Mm-hmm. But wow, is it awesome! And man, did I I messed up so many times. Amanda, Amanda. Be nice, family I'm, friendly. I'm behaving. And this is why oh. Scott wants the video so bad. 
I wasn't even paying attention to what I said, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Yeah, pr pretty sure she turned red with her glowing mic there. Mm -hmm. It's funny because I've not heard so much division amongst a pro and a premium model. I've talked to people that it, it's premium all day, and I've talked to other people that just swear by the pro. So it seems you're getting a good game regardless of what game you're going. Oh with yeah, absolutely. One. Yeah, yep. I, I, I'm still in on a premium because I, I, I am a, I'm a premium guy. I, I like now it's burned me before because uh turtles is better pro and so that you're allowed to be wrong on that one okay well my my glider like broke within the first two weeks and so i don't even think i played a functional game i so, was gonna add that caveat if the glider is functional the premium i think is a is a more enjoyable play but mm -hmm. the you just need really so small hands because getting that glider put back together is going to test your patience if you gave up swearing for lent don't attempt to do that until after easter right wait i thought lent was before easter lent goes until easter it goes from yeah, it's um, like good friday tuesday to, or whatever. Or, yeah so yeah you just you don't want to start the swearing on that one and it will make you say bad things okay uh, owie fingers okay so what uh what did you like most about the premium then george uh the 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 dead save um was was awesome it's okay those, like, oh, you're like that around. that's yeah that's really cool yeah. yeah the dead save is really cool um outside of that i'm trying to think of what were the other big features because there's the upper Having... left play field that looks a oh, right. that reminds you a little bit of like simpsons pinball party Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. Very mm -hmm. similar to Simpsons Pinball Party. Um, it's fun. There's a couple different shots there. There's a lot of flow. I I guess I just liked it. <laughs> like I kept going back and forth and then I'm like, I'm going to go have fun now and I'll I'll jump on the premium. Okay. So you're telling me regardless of what I go with, I'm in on a pro right now, but I'm still on the fence if I should go premium. You're in on a good game. Yeah. It's great. Yep. Yeah. What I'm hearing is everyone loved Foo Fighters. I, I didn't hear a bad thing about Foo Fighters all weekend long. So I never saw it not have at least a group of two or, you know, you, you group up if you're playing multiple players on a, on a game. And I think that there was at least two groups in front of me every time I got mine minimum. Most of the time you were four to five groups deep. Hmm. Well, and you two went last year as well. How mm -hmm. packed was it this year versus last year? Because last year it felt pretty snug. George, what was your thought on that? Because I felt like it was more packed this year, but when I brought that up to somebody else, they said, no, it was just the way it was laid out. Um, it felt more packed to me. Like I, okay. it, it, it felt like there was more people, like I was waiting in more lines, but there was, but there was reason for lines to exist, I guess, this year, as opposed to, yeah. to last year. I, I just wasn't, I feel like I wasn't as excited about some of the releases last year. Well, so there weren't I, many. Yeah, right. the, the two two or three releases over the whole year. Yeah, what was it? Weird Al, Halloween. Uh, was there Rush. any other one? Yeah, Rush. Yeah, and, and and Bond, but that was after. Um, that was by after. that point, Rush had been out at least two months by then. Yeah, well, Rush had been out. Godzilla had come out what that September before, yeah. so that was still mm -hmm. going to be the sweetheart yeah. of the show. Yep. Um, Alien. They had the Alien LVs there last year. That's right. Yo, that is true. Yes. Yep. And they had Funhouse Two Point yeah. Which uh, I think that was at Expo. That was Expo. That was at Expo. Right? Expo. Yeah. 
No, they had one there across from the aliens there. Uh, I thought. At, oh, uh, they did. That's right. They had the fun house and they had a big, uh, um, big Lebowski sitting across yep. from it. Yep. Really? Yeah. Huh. I didn't even see the big, big Lebowski. So. I know I have a picture of George playing. I think Funhouse oh. from last year. See, I thought that was Expo, but if that was TPF, okay. <laughs> <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> yeah, sure. You know, let's just go with it. You know it's where fine. your kids are. Yeah. Okay. No, it it was there, but um, but yeah. Now, what I thought was really cool was this show. Out of all of them that I've been to, which granted this is number four for me, so it's not like I'm an expert by any means. This one I felt had more diversity in who was attending. There were a lot of women there. There were a lot of kids, a ton of kids. I love seeing the kids walk around with their little step stools. It's my favorite. There were so many kids there and they were walking up a plane. They weren't sitting there with like a phone in their hand. Just so many diverse groups of people compared to previous shows. So I thought that was very, very cool and a huge win for pinball as a community yep. as well. That's huge. Okay. So, uh, so Foo Fighters, you're giving a thumbs up. Yes. Okay. Thumbs up. Scale of one to 10. Seven. Okay. That's, that's still solid. George, you're going to give it a solid B plus. Now it's, <laughs> it is, it is early, uh, but just based on, on layout and I know a lot of people really like Godzilla and I get, I, I, I was so. So on the on the fence, and I ended up getting rid of Godzilla. I liked just playfield wise playing this more than mm. Godzilla, but they okay. really nailed the upper flipper and all of the shots. So the the loop shot, the ramp shot, uh, being able to hit the captive ball, like I I really really love the warp ramp on Star Trek, and it, and even uh, turtles behind me when you can when you can actually nail those shots, and mm -hmm. this was very satisfying. So okay. I, I really appreciated that. So I would, I, I want to, I'd hesitate in saying a nine, but a solid eight at this point. Okay. Okay. That's still really respectable. So that's, that's pretty good out of the gate. So. Okay. So we're going to jump around a little bit because I don't want to go with all the major releases. Okay. So next up, Scooby-Doo. How what is this on a major release? <laughs> Well, okay, uh, I'm I'm actually saying there's Stern and there's JJP who were the okay. big ones, and then I would say Pulp Fiction is in there too, and then I would say some less mainstream releases. The boutiques, the boutiques, the boutiques yes. They put the boo in boutique over it. The, the the fancies. Yeah, I'm gonna let George take this one. Okay. Actually, I, I really can't. I sat in line three times uh, to play Scooby-Doo and never got the opportunity to play it. Because you gave up because the line, because they never got the line off. didn't move. Yeah. yeah. But this yeah. is my biggest pet peeve in, in shows. Okay. Don't go for a GC when you're playing a game that's set up super easy. Like, okay, we're all impressed and you're, you're taking two hours to play Elvira or, or Scooby-Doo or whatever, but... You know, it just set like a mental timer. Five minutes. Okay, I'm moving on. I got my experience next up. So I, I agree mm. with you on that one, Scott. But this is my catch on because I did play Scooby-Doo. Okay. I did not go for a GC. I tried to dream because I realistically, I got bored playing it. Um, the artwork is beautiful. It's beautiful. very interesting what they did with it. I was not impressed by the shots. There's a lot of horseshoes. When you look at the play field and you see all the horseshoes, it doesn't really put into perspective how many horseshoes there are on it. So, um, cause they love swords of fury, lion, man, lion, man, 
is it similar to that many horseshoes or are there more? I think like, there's, there's more. Wow. It felt like more. It felt like more. Um, so a lot of safe shots. So, oh, yeah. and, and yeah. that's, and that's the problem. Like pinball, you have to have at least a couple shots that you have to hit, but they are high risk shots. I mean, that, that's the yeah, reason why sure. like, uh, um, attack from Mars is still a beloved game because the biggest risk is going straight up the middle at the saucer, but you can go down straight down the middle too. Yep. It, um, the diverter, the bookcase diverter was an interesting feature on it, but I found that more often than not, I didn't know where the ball was going unless it was going through, like there's no diverters for those horseshoes. They're coming out the same spot every time. And I guess mm -hmm. I'm so used to other manufacturers that I wasn't expecting that, but I got through ball one. And at that point in time, you know, my hands are kind of cramping from playing so long. Mm -hmm. And then ball two, I I took like three shots and drained it ball three. I just flat out drained it because I was bored of the game. And this sounds so mean. I'm so sorry, spooky. I'm not trying to like crap on you. Um, it just didn't do it for me. I've talked to other people who are like, Scooby's the best game ever. And, and it looks great. And I'm like, that is so cool. I'm so happy for you. It's not for me. Okay. Well, Hey, not every game's for everybody, right? Yeah. So the, the next, I would say boutique release, Let's talk about Ninja Eclipse. Okay, is, can you even consider this a boutique release? It is a no, it, it's a prototype a project, yeah. a project a release. Yeah. Okay. So the, is this um, develop? So Amanda, mm. give us the history on Ninja Eclipse. Oh my goodness. So Ninja Eclipse by Turner Pinball is a prototype game that is part of the new. I'm I'm hesitant to say new lineup through Turner Pinball. Um, Turner Pinball's owner basically bought the assets of Deep Root when they went under. And now that he owns the assets, the games are somewhat coming back. There's the running joke that, you know, Raza will be resurrected one way or another. When you do a promo video and you've got three Razas in the background, I mean. Well, I mean, you've it got like interesting, three yeah. of what were made then. You know, that just, that game, we all, you know, for those who who aren't familiar with the history of Deep Root, I encourage you to look it up and realize that that's not the standard in the pinball world. It was a very, very dark day for us as um, hobbyists because basically it was it was a very bad business decision by a it, lot of it, people. It was a con artist. I'm sorry. It was a con it, artist. It, 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 it was, was. I was trying to be correct. Yeah. 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 And so you can't spin it any other way. We it, He took advantage of a, uh, not not Turner, uh, no, Robert no. Mueller took advantage of the goodwill in the industry and leveraged people who were desperate for more pinball and basically stole a lot of money. Yes. So there's, there's that in a, in a nutshell. So um, Turner pinball has the rights and assets to a majority, if not all of the, um, the deep root catalog and licensure and is trying to resurrect it. So this game, I, I played it once. It's definitely a prototype. It looked like it felt like a home pen to me. It felt it, like a homebrew. It, it looks a little bit like a homebrew. It, it, yeah. it kind of gives me the Jetsons vibe. Yep. Yep. So, like yeah. Yep. yeah. George, did you get to play it? Mm hmm. What'd you think? Uh, the flippers couldn't make it up the ramps. Um, the okay. But the, now that can happen at a lot of game, at a lot of shows sure. because there's so much power draw. 
I'm sure that's an issue that they'll that they'll fix. The software uh, is the animations are very pretty, but they're not really integrated into the game. So you're you're playing. There's some motion on the screen, but it's not really doing anything. The layout, because the flippers were so underpowered, was for me at least at that time really difficult to get a feel for how the game shot. Um, yeah, it, it it felt like it felt like a homebrew that mm -hmm. uh, a couple people put together and uh and brought it out what way before it was ready to 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 be shown yeah. yeah so was this layout did they ever mention was this layout actually um one of the previous layouts or is this something that they've built from scratch i believe this is a reused layout but i i couldn't promise that honestly i don't know I what layout it was re it, it, it's either a reused one or a previously unreleased one correct yeah it had a cool ramp feature. Like there is, there's one part on the upper left hand side. I could never hit it because the the once again I, I couldn't ever make it. That's the <laughs> shot from the upper flipper. It looks like from the upper mm -hmm. flipper. Exactly. Yeah, it, it kind of gives me a that uh, I don't know that big sweeping shot. It looks a little bit like a, a Papaduke shot, I guess. Uh, kind of does just sweeping ramps. As of yet, Terminal Pinball has a long way to go if they want to compete in the market, sounds like. I'm, I'm oh, curious yeah. to see what they'll bring to the next show. Okay. And and what refinements they make. Sure. So, so if this was a homebrew, uh, what percentage do you think it felt was done? 30, 35. <laughs> okay. I mean... I don't know. George. George, what do you think? Man, software is is one of those things that requires kind of a team if you're going to try and pump something out quickly. I mean, if you look at um, Queen, let's say, and that mm -hmm. we got to see it at Expo, and they and that was after a year of just working on the software, and knowing now that they're further, but the software is still not there. I it, percentage wise, it 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 seems very very low, but yeah. that's just because it it seems like the software is non-existent at this point. Okay. It was almost like a beta test. Okay. Yeah. Well, and that's the other point I was going to bring up because we always complain, right? Like we're always like, why do we pretty much see Foo Fighters when it's ready to ship, right? There, there's a lot of complaints that we should know the theme beforehand and and maybe even know kind of the layout so that way we can get an idea. It, and, but it, it kills some things. It it totally devalues the the buzz. Because that's you're what like, I'm wondering about this. Yeah. Like, you think it was a smart idea for them to bring Ninja Eclipse? It's probably not even called Ninja Eclipse. That's probably just the the, the name they slapped title. on it. Maybe it is. I don't it's know. Probably, it's probably Back to the Future, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but do you think it was a wise decision to bring it in such an early stage and show it off? Uh, do you remember when uh, Haggis brought Celts and it yeah. was the Whitewood before mm -hmm. there was really any software and you got yeah. an opportunity to flip it? Mm -hmm. It was very different because it was, a, a, I feel like, an Australian manufacturer and it was before there were so many manufacturers. Uh, I feel like it just it felt like one of those I'm kind of excited for this this person who went from nowhere uh, to to come out to the to the to the U.S. and present a Whitewood. I don't really care that it doesn't have a lot of software in it. I was just I was just happy that there was someone else jumping in, and I really hope things worked out well for them. Like I was I was yeah. much more positive about that, and I, I see this as being very similar. They're just jumping into a flooded market, and I feel like they have a lot of negativity surrounding them because. Because their of history. their association yeah. with Deep Root. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Okay. 
So overall, what uh, scale of one to ten? I guess it's hard to even like maybe and yeah, TBD. Yeah, I don't think it's fair to judge this one when it was in such an infantile state. So cautiously optimistic. How about that? I mean, you guys know me. I'll play anything twice. So yeah, except for Scooby, apparently. Yeah, I'll play it again on location somewhere, but. Okay, so the next one, I'm trying to build up to the bigger releases. So Final oh, Resistance. So oh. this is Scott Denisi's uh, foray <laughs> into the P3 system. Awesome. Absolutely phenomenal. Okay. Really? Why? Yeah. I don't care nothing but good. I heard it's it's brutal, but it's like fair. It, it's still fun, but the sh- it's, not like, it's not like Houdini, right? Where they were saying the shots are tight but findable no oh my god the shots were fantastic yes that game it it lends itself well to the p3 platform because of the functionality of having the screen and the laser grid on it but realistically i think that game would have been fine as a traditional pinball machine as well i do think that's unique too that they decided to go with a static image of a play pinball play field on the screen there's there's elements that aren't necessarily static there were some some more dynamic elements on it not a lot but there were some but you could definitely tell it was an EVC game the sound on it is I mean, it's scott mm-hmm. i don't know what else to say it's scott it was just it was really good george has a big smile on his face like yeah i think george liked it i i loved it i i thought it was great um it is like going from TNA to then then Rick and Morty, if if he was going to make TNA the sequel, mm-hmm. uh, this is it, it has the same brutal kind of feel, things being shot right back at you, um, but with more shots. So yeah. it's a it's a very efficient use of the layout. Once it, the the machine that they have at the top right actually shooting out those balls, it it's so fast. It is just yeah. like bam, bam, bam. Like you get hit hard with mm multi-ball um the static layout on it is exactly what i think the p3 needed it's so easy to get distracted when everything on the play field is animated and you're trying to pay attention not only to the ball but also uh the animations that are happening and hitting things but the lcd might be displaying stuff like it just took all of that away and gave you animations but it was it was more um it was additive as opposed to a requirement so uh, a static play field, you can just play the game, but it's really cool because um, bombs might go off and there's a little explosion or something reacts. So the whole background changes green in preparation for just a, like an awesome introduction to the to the multiball. So think like a Blackwater multiball on, on Game of Thrones where it goes green and it starts flashing and suddenly because because that light show is crazy. Blinded by Dwight. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Blinded by the Dwight. It's 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 that, but way more coordinated, and it's 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 gorgeous. So it is it is it's brutal. the The sound was fantastic. It is, I think, for me, everything I would have expected from a from a Scott Denisi take, especially sitting in the same kind of cyberpunk universe. Um, yeah. it was it was gorgeous. So yeah. you're you're. It sounds like you're saying this could be a a game that would encourage people to buy a p3 and if you have a p3 you are definitely buying this game i'm upset that we no longer have a p3 to purchase this module Hmm. and why why don't you have a p3 anymore amanda um is this is this public knowledge 
it, I don't know that it's public knowledge. I mean, it, I'm not hiding am it. I, am I outing you? In a bet am, I, am I outing you right now? <laughs> no, you're not outing us. Um, we had the opportunity. We were on location at Pinball Palace, who, by the way, congratulations, place number two in best locations in the world um, on the Twippy. So, whoop. They, we were up there talking to them and they've been waiting on their P3 for a while. You know, we all know that there's delays in shipping on everything right now. Yeah. And they happen to have, we were playing James Bond and they happen to have a new inbox LE sitting in the back that they were looking to sell. And we you started talking. for a, a, a weird album. No, 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 no. No, no that'd be sweet though. No, that one I definitely would have done too. But no, we ended <laughs> up with a, uh, we ended up with a Thunderball. For okay. a, as an even exchange for our Weird Al, which was kind of cool because we still can go up there and play it anytime we want to. So now it's yeah. the best of both worlds. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So okay, yeah. I'm going to pivot a little bit because I am going to ask a little bit of a theoretical question. I just want to. Sorry, I want to just one little okay, tidbit. Go ahead. When George was saying it spits out the balls fast at you, the spaceship, Scott Denise said they got three balls in under a second. That's how fast yeah. it's coming out. Yikes. Yikes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We can vouch just, for that. Yeah. Wow. Just to let you know, how, it, how many it, of them it, drain? It's like gunfire. It actually, it's not. They're not shooting straight down the middle. Like if you're oh. aware of it, you yeah. can save them. It's, it's not just, like the Gene Simmons, uh, like yeah. ball reject. Yeah. No, but I mean, you have that game does not allow you to get distracted. Okay. And it's TNA was the same way, and I think too. You know, George, you and I both have a mutual love and respect for TNA as a game. That's, I know, one of my favorites. I think that's one of yours as well. So this was very, very wonderful to walk up to and play. Sorry, when you said the Gene Simmons ball reject, yeah. I think you're talking about, is that Kiss? Yeah. Because yeah. mm-hmm. I was thinking of the workout person, but I think maybe I have their oh, name. Oh, Richard Simmons? You're thinking of Richard, Richard Simmons. Richard Simmons. Totally That's a different, different ball reject. Yeah, the, sweat, the sweat into the oldies, yeah. The uh, the two, the the booty shorts, the two tight shorts doing the, uh, the old <laughs> jazzercise. Imagine him yeah. like kicking out his butt and knocking your ball into the outlet. Yeah. That's literally what <laughs> okay. I did. We need, we need a Richard Simmons pinball machine. That was part of hard body. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh definitely be a hard body. Yeah, we definitely oh, my need God. that. Well, and that's I'm glad that it's so fast because one of the complaints about a, a P3 is everything's in the, the the final third, right? Yep. And so it's it's hard besides except for that those shields that come up like in when you're playing Word Out and the Germ song comes on mm-hmm. and you're playing in just just the bottom two third. Um, other than that, it, those shots kind of feel safe because they're so far back. And Scott has taken that and shrunk the playfield because of these the shots he's put in there. So and he didn't use the upper flippers. Nice. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Okay, Scott, give us your theoretical. You're starting. Okay, so, Sorry, so I, I'm taking a little pause from all of the major releases because I will update you on what I did over the weekend. So Ooh. my neighbor down the street just picked up a Bond 60. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. So he picked up a Bond 60 and I went and played it. Now, okay, do, do I think that it's uh, it's a close to $20,000 in parts game? Yeah, no. However, it's a really fun game. And it's kind of making me think of, like, if you want to buy it, you may should buy it now because there's only going to be, like, 300 in the U.S. And I, I'm... Theorizing that this is going to be a little bit like a Stranger Things LE, because it's not like there's even another option. 
So do you buy it now with the anticipation of, okay, there, this is it. There's only, there's only, there's 500 total, but 300 are going to be in the U S uh, I don't know. It, it, it seems kind of crazy because it is basically a, an eight to $9,000 game, maybe 10. If you want to do the, 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 the scoring reels, is that enough to push you over to say, Hey, for ex- an exclusive game that not too many people have, do you pull the trigger on that? Okay. I'm throwing it to the forum. Go. I want to challenge the one statement you have okay. about you, there. There's nothing else. Uh, this is, this is it. And Pulp Fiction. Okay. Half the okay. price. I would okay. just like to point out, reach out to Zach and Nicole at flipping out pinball. Oh no, they trust have me. I, I have right now, I, that I, they are I, trying to dump. So yeah. not trying to dump, but they do have, I believe, they're trying to move they're trying to move some inventory to open up for a lot of other stuff yes and there's a lot of other stuff to open up for so yeah zach at flip the letter in out.com no (laughs) trust me i before zach went on vacation i actually covertly messaged him and was like so theoretically Mm. um, so i i don't know i i'm i'm mm, i'm really close to saying yeah go ahead because i don't think it's going to lose value you know what you could do with that 20K, though? Go to TPF. I, I could, but my wife went to Taylor Swift. And mm. it's, yeah, and so, you know what? Mm. She went with her sisters and her mom. So, mm. you know, okay. I, George and I went and had fun. Yes, we did. Yeah, and I, I had to take care of feral creatures over the weekend. I mean, it was uh, like mistakes were made, okay? Mm-hmm. And we shared pictures just so you realized yeah. that you were yeah. wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Th- 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 thank you for not sending me pictures of Wild Pitch because I think my family you're not, would have you're not allowed to take significant amounts of questions. Yeah. <laughs> to agree with you, Scott, for a second though, that game does look fantastic. I I, I have fun. I was really hoping it would be a TPF. That yeah. the layout, everything looks awesome, and I've had that same internal discussion and monologue. Like, if I get it now when it's dropped down to that like 16 to 17 range, do I expect it maybe not to lose too much more money or perhaps over time go up exactly like you said, stranger things? I maybe it just, I just struggle with it. It's really not, I I struggle with the fact that it's just not worth that much. Even if it maintains the price, that is a lot of money for a, it's a lot of capital. Yeah. It's a lot of capital invested into a single level game that, has a great theme and it is actually well, like it is a fun game. It is definitely difficult, but you could also buy a Beatles for about, you know, 50% of the price. So I don't know. So I, this is the, uh, this is the feedback section. I want people to, to tell me to, to send in the information of whether, why I should or should not buy bond 60. And if you are at MGC, there will be one, yeah. I am told. All right. Before we move on, I want to take a quick couple minutes to talk to you about a product that was shipped to me by a company called Pinwoofer. Dan Dean is an amazing man, and we've been talking over the last few months about this product that he has created for your pinball machine. It upgrades the sound system. Um, I've been very hesitant on changing out my speakers, but being a sound guy... I've always wanted to have a better sound coming out of my pinball machines. I've liked what CGC has done with their stuff from Attack from Mars and Monster Bash because I've owned those two games. And Sterns are still good, but they just feel a little light in the sound division. 
So I got talking with Dan. Dan sent me the Super Spike kit. So those came with two of the speakers for the back box, the main speaker down the bottom, a power amp so I can adjust all the bass and the treble all with the volume from the amp. You also use the volume from your game and then all the wiring harnesses and everything to hook this bad boy up. And it was amazing. So I was a little nervous because the box came and there was one big box and then four or five small boxes on the inside. I pulled everything out, got the instructions offline, uh, specific to the kit I got for Godzilla Premium because who doesn't want the sound to be like Godzilla stomping through your living room or your basement when you are destroying that building. So he sent me the sound kit and took me about 15, 20 minutes to install. It really was not bad at all. And even though it looked a little daunting at first, once I dug in, started playing with the stuff, realized this was really fairly easy so long as I kept to the instructions and just did everything to a T. And voila, before I knew it, I had the new sound system in. Um, turning it on for the first time, I was a little nervous because I didn't know what to get. They had had some recommendations of how to preset your amp based off of the recommend the feedback they've received on that game. So I set it right to their adjustments and the game came to life. Holy crap, it was amazing. Night and day difference. And I, I just don't know what else to say about this product that I haven't already said. It is amazing. If you're looking for that game-changing sound, go with Penwoofer. They're a quality product. There was everything was hold my hand step by step to get this in. And I don't like to cut wires. That's one thing that I appreciate about this. It all came with harnesses, it all came with plugins. There was no soldering. I just ran the wires through, plugged them in where they needed to plug in, and turned it on. Zip tied so I didn't have any wires hanging down the bottom of the cabinet and the back in the back box. And it truly took my premium game and made it an ultra awesome game. If you want to check out more of this product, the one that I was specifically talking about, like I said, you can hit them up at pinwoofer.com. So that is P-I-N-W-O-O-F-E-R.com. And if you go there, you go to their speakers and amplified kits, they have it all there. You have to look specifically for your game. Like I said, I got the Godzilla one, which was the Pinwoofer Spike Super Kit. If you just want to upgrade your speakers, they have that option as well in here. You can buy just the speakers, and really the price was not bad. $370 for a full-out upgrade to three speakers and a power amplifier. I mean, heck, guys, the new, uh, the new Rush Chopper just came out with $1,700. This is not much of an upgrade. This is not much of an expensive upgrade to your machine, and you're going to feel it. It is going to be more of an immersive experience to you, to your family. When it turns on, people instantly eyes draw to it because they can tell there's a difference to the sound. I even have the mine turned down to like a five on the volume and it's still, you can feel just it, that sound is palpable. It's just, it's amazing. I highly recommend it. Like I said, tell Dan Dean that I sent you, Josh Roop with Loser Kid and see what he can do for you. Once again, pinwoofers.com is definitely where it's at. Go check it out. All right, let's move on to uh, Pulp Fiction. How does that sound? Hmm. Since we're talking single-level hmm. play okay. films. I'm going to let George go on this one. So you could have a game that achieves the same single-level feel 
in my opinion, has a much better theme and is also a fantastic design. And it, it it's not just like a throwback where they put the reel, the spinning reel, which is cool, into a standard Stern cabinet. Like it looks like an LCD. We were all confused because we thought it was an LCD because right. they literally put the reels in the LCD box. Mm-hmm. And it's not that. This is a full on like solid state throwback in every single way, but with much deeper rules and awesome art and a great theme, all of it for 9,000, was it 9,300 yes. 9, with the Something amazing like that, yeah. topper and everything? I don't think yep. it's that expensive. <laughs> I, I thought it was 89.99, yeah. but I could be wrong. I don't remember. Sure. Ryan told yeah. us. It was, yeah, they it was they obviously undersold themselves because they that thing sold out quick. You, well, they did. Quick... They did with Cactus Canyon remake too. I mean, yeah. no, Cactus Canyon remake was gone that day. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, Pulp Fiction was good. It was it was a fun game. It was a fun shooter. I'm not a huge fan of solid state games, so it wasn't really my cup of tea. But I en- I was smiling while I played it. I was trying and I was having a good time. And that topper is really cool. It's very very appropriate. I don't think I can't think of a better topper for that game. But it's not a family-friendly game, so for those of you who are Pulp Fiction fans yeah. and you have small children, you're going to be playing it with the sound off if you put it in your house, unless you are not too concerned about what they go to school and repeat. Unless well, you're Josh Sharp. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know. Yeah, and he was even guy. using the edited code that uh, a few a few of them slipped through. Yep. They 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 have an adult mode. I, I didn't mm-hmm. get to hear the difference. Just be by the end of the. By the time I finally got to play it, I couldn't hear anything because it was so loud in there. And like, you'd have to really listen in and I could hear a quote or something like that. But um, but Ryan kept talking about the fact that uh, they, they were going to put it into adult mode later in the evening. Mm. They uh, did. And I, I didn't. They did. OK. And I never got the opportunity to. To 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 get a feel for what the difference was there. Mm. It was the full Tarantino experience. So if you're familiar with Quentin Tarantino movies and you've never seen Pulp Fiction, and you're familiar with Samuel L. Jackson in some of his not uh, Marvel-related movies. It's the full Tarantino experience. Yeah. It, it seemed like a very thematically appropriate incarnation of a pinball machine. If you were to put it in yes. some sort of, uh, like, some sort of, like, generator of, like, Give me a uh, give me a movie and spit out a machine. It seems like that's the exact machine that would be spit out if you ask for Pulp Fiction. Absolutely. Yeah. And another thing about Pulp Fiction, whereas Scooby Doo had um, they had like seven or eight, and the groups were maybe two to three groups, two groups, and you'd you'd have to wait thirty maybe forty minutes to get to play. It was ten groups deep on four Pulp Fictions. And the lines were actually moving pretty quick, but it was still, it was still thirty to forty minutes. Mm-hmm. But but the games were the 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 play field is much more brutal, so yeah. the games went a lot quicker. So you ended up getting getting up to play more often, despite the fact that there was a lot more people trying to play those games. Mm. And those lines were ten deep the entire show. The entire show. There was a, no point could I ever jump in and quickly play Pulp Fiction. It was a forty a thirty to forty minute commitment. Yeah. At one point, I think I told Ryan I was just going to start pushing people out of the way and saying that he told me I could. Yeah. It it seems to me that like Pulp Fiction, this is how Cactus Canyon seems to me, is that that topper really, it's like Whitewater. Whitewater without the topper 
is just, it, there's something missing. And if you yeah. get this game without the topper, it seems like there's something missing. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. the, it's even the style of dancing. Like they're up there mm -hmm. and they have their hands forward and it was just a very unique way of dancing in, in Pulp Fiction. I'm mm -hmm. sure Manu, who teaches dance, could tell you that it's this type of dance, but it's just even how they spin, it was it's perfect for, for the movie. That's exactly how I feel like they could have animated things in a topper to give you that same feel of how they mm -hmm. danced and walked away with the gold. Yeah. Yeah. So scale of one to 10, I, I'm hearing at least seven from you guys. I would say, I would say seven, just because like I said, it's, it's not my style of game, but I don't think that people who enjoy older style games or solid state games are going to be disappointed. I, this to me is an eight bordering on a nine again. In fact, I, I bought two games. Uh, I bought Foo Fighters and I bought Pulp Fiction and oh, these wow. are the two games I'm so happy I'm, I'm walking away with. Did you get the LE? I did get the LE. Gotta get nice. that topper. Yeah, you oh, gotta yeah. you gotta get the topper. One hundred percent. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what I'm hearing is is we've got a private party happening in George's here. Yeah, we're going to George's because I want to play <laughs> it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yep. And then I can explain to you guys why Mandalorian Premium is is uh, is uh, not valued appropriately. I feel like. Okay, I, I actually so good. Hey, I actually sold Mando Premium so I could buy Cactus Canyon. Mm -hmm. Okay. So. Hey, that's a good switch. Cactus Canyon's great. Right. And, and, and that was really a more of a, Oh, so this is also something that was fun over the weekend going over to my friend's house. He had bar stools with the games mm -hmm. and my kids loved playing pinball on the bar stools. We have so bar stools like, on our games. Okay. Well, I, I've never had a bar stool at, in, at my house. And so my kids never played, but my kid, I have an adorable picture of him sitting there like with his knees up to his chest and, and flipping away, he played Jurassic Park all night. And then he said, Dad, do we have this game? <laughs> yeah, we've had it for five years. <laughs> Get some bar stool, Scott. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I actually mentioned to him and he gave me a bar. He's like, here, take this bar stool. So we actually ended up with a bar stool. Nice. So that is hilarious. Yeah. I, I will say that. Uh, but I, okay, I will say the one game that I thought I really want to see it in person was Pulp Fiction just because it was such a different, it was a throwback mm -hmm. to 1978. It mm -hmm. was. Yeah. yeah it, it, it won't disappoint when you see it in person. It yeah. is much prettier in person than any pictures or videos can depict yeah. it. And, 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 we agree. Yeah. And like, you know, like we have said, not every theme is for every person. This theme mm -hmm. is not for my family, but <laughs> It doesn't need to be right. You, you don't need to make uh, every theme for everybody, but this certainly, if you are a fan of Tarantino, it seemed like it's, it's a no brainer. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Yep. All right, let's move on. We got two more games. Let's uh, which, which would you guys prefer? GTF. 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 <laughs> All right. We'll, we'll go with GTF and then we'll end on Godfather. Then. GTF queen. Cause that's how the notes say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's just, let's just admit that queen is a dumpster fire and move on. All right, yeah. so GTF. <laughs> oh my goodness. With the exclamation point. GTF. Okay. How nerdy, campy, fun was it to watch them driving the pinball machine around the show? It was awesome. It was so cool. Ryan nailed it. <laughs> How bad did you want to climb on top of that as they were driving it around and make tank noises? 
I would have absolutely done that if they had allowed it. Okay, I want to hear Amanda's tank noise right now. Go. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> pew, pew, pew. I don't have anything good for this. We need we need Dennis Creasel on here for tank noises. Yeah. No, it it was it was such a great way. Oh, that game was so much fun. Okay. So there were a lot of people who were taken aback because the reveal seemed different. Yes. I, oh, I, yeah. I guess I'll put it that way. There was a teaser. It took them a while. And finally, like they didn't even show the full game until basically at uh, Texas pinball festival. So yeah. there's uh what uh, like, it, but however, I will say the game will not live and die on a reveal. Okay. If that's true, then guns and roses would have sold 15,000 machines. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. So, so take that aside. How did it play? I thought it played really well. Um, it reminded me a lot of attack from Mars. It had the tank in the middle that you were shooting very dangerous shot, but satisfying. You're beating the snot out of it. Um, it, the shots on it, there were some cool combos. There were some very, very fast shots on it. There were ways to slow the ball down. The shots were obtainable. I'm not a good player, but I felt they were attainable, but they were difficult. You had to find them. Um, the art package was gorgeous. It's, if you go into it taking that game seriously, you're going to be disappointed because that game is not to be taken seriously. Think of the movie Attack from Mars and then animate it and put it on Disney. And that's kind of what this was. Like the colors and the animation, in my opinion, that's kind of what it reminded me of. I don't know. It was good. I love the cow abduction. The cow abduction was oh, so fun. Yeah, really good. George, um, what do you think of it? So a couple different things. The art package is maybe some of the best art to come out in recent memory. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's awesome. Uh, it has dubstep as it's like primary music, which nice. I think is just great. Okay. I have no but, idea what dubstep is. So you're going to have to, to educate oh, the, oh, the non-hipster uh, me. I, I, like I don't get it. Like Rick's, like, oh, oh Skrillex, boy. Nero. Um, yeah. Um, imagine, going. imagine two robots making out. Yes. Okay. Noise, the right. noises they're making is dubstep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. With so with electronic in there. Yeah. Did, go 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 check out Skrillex if you get yeah. a chance. And you just, uh, just we should, we know should what dubstep is. Okay. So, what was that? Skrillex. Skrillex. K I L L R E X. Is that a band? Uh, no, no. no S K R I L L E X. R I L L E X. There we go. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Skrillex, Sk American DJ. Skrillex, yeah. And uh, Scary Monsters, Nice Sprites is a decent album. The other one, if like maybe check out the song Bangarang, that would yes. be a really good introduction. My, my favorite is First of the Year. Okay. All right. I'm pulling it up for you right now, Scott. Okay, I can't okay. wait. And then I'll just we're cut it out because... We're going to educate him. Five minutes later. You would be totally gangster driving around in your F-150 oh, totally. with some dubstep going... Yeah, it, yeah. It, it would remind me a little bit of Office Space when he's like driving his Corolla and listening to the games, gangster rap. <laughs> hey, don't hate. Yes. We were hey, driving but, around in a Corolla that was our rental car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mike's not allowed yeah. to drive anymore, by the way. Oh, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Never again. Never well, again. Never okay. again. So amazing art. Uh, the sound package, I love. 
And despite the fact that the the launch showed video that was like reminiscent of bad 90s porn, the <laughs> animations and video in the game were were were, were decent. It it fit. There was, they, it was they newer. what the release showed. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. It it actually meshed nice nicely with with the game. Okay. All of that. Mm-hmm. So then it comes down to to actually playing it. And despite the fact that like the lighting and the play field was gorgeous, um, for 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 me, there's there's not a lot going on on the play field. Now, I think the rule set as it comes along could totally change that and force you to hit certain shots. And when you hit those shots, it it in the same way that um, I really like the the um, uh, pro version of uh, Black Knight, sort of Rage. Okay, There's yeah. There's not a lot going on there, but, no, but the it, game a, progresses. And you were right on that. If you're if you're getting a, a a Black Knight, I prefer the pro. It's yeah, I know people are like, well, it doesn't have the upper play field because the classic Black Knight. Okay, still, it's a better better game. It's just yeah, if, if you if you don't care about the past of Black Knight and don't bring that in, the pro mm-hmm. I think plays more mean, oh, brutal, yeah. and more fun than the premium or the LE. Yeah. So so you're you're saying, of... George, and I'm sorry to interrupt. I just want to clarify. Oh. So you're saying that the shots are there, but the reward for hitting the shots is not yet. No, sorry. I'm yeah. saying I didn't have fun shooting the game. Okay. Oh. I liked everything but playing the game, but okay. the rule set could change that. And okay. that it might make some of those shots. Like I, I really wasn't feeling flow because there's this big blocking thing right in the middle. So you're you're mm. kind of forced to hit either the left ramp or the orbits. Right. And uh, yeah, because that's pretty close up. It, that's it like very half, close up. That's halfway yeah. down the play field, and then you have this giant. It basically takes a whole wedge out of the game. Yep. Yeah. But okay. you can shoot behind it. You can get behind it. Okay. You get into yeah. pops. Yeah. So. I don't want to say it's 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 not. I'm still keeping a really uh, an open mind because once again, the art, the animations, the sound, all of the other things. It's it's a it's a huge win, and I just I couldn't find the the magic in actually playing it. But I think it could get there. I'm just you know, just waiting, I guess, at this point. If they would have let you drive around on the tank, you would have had a differing opinion. I think mm-hmm. very different. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's why he's so salty. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I, I want to point out one thing too. Um, so if you want to listen to one of our past episodes, I can't remember if, if it's like 70 or a little bit before that, but we did an interview with Jack Hager. He is the animator and he is the, like the artistic dev- design of the animations and stuff for Galactic Tank Force. But during the interview, he, he did not, no one knew what Galactic Tank Force was going to be, right? They just wanted to kind of introduce some of the people they brought on board. And if you haven't watched Insert Coin, uh, I watched that this last week, and Jack Hager is a predominant figure in that documentary because it's more about the arcade side than the pinball side of Williams. And it makes sense now, looking at what Jack did, he was specializing in live capture video and then putting it in video games. So like it's Mortal like Kombat, Mortal yeah. yeah, NBA Jam. And when he got to like direct his first game, mm-hmm. it was... Aerosmith's Revolution X. Do any of Same you thing. remember this game? Oh, absolutely! It was okay. It's a it's a crazy gun game where you're gunning down every, everybody, and you end up in, in a theater gunning people down while Aerosmith is performing on stage. It it would not shooting, be released today. You're that shooting like CDs, not you're, you're shooting bull. like aliens or something. Yeah, you're not yeah. shooting Aerosmith, but it's still it's 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 that an interesting sound, game. Yeah. But back yeah. to my original point, I feel like this is where. 
they've went the direction because that's what Jack did, right? Yeah. That was his that was his bread and butter back at Williams. That was what he's brought to the table. So I'm thinking in the future, this is going to be a lot of what American pinball does. The, just because that's what their animator is. The um, I, I would say the live action things. It looked like a uh, okay, um, a, a high school Bill and Ted's uh, pr- uh, presentation where you got your buddies, you got stupid, uh, you, you got stupid outfits on, and you're really trying to be a bad actor because it seemed like but they it, nailed it. They nailed it, it, it was, but I think that was more of an intentional action. Oh, uh, no, like, absolutely. Is, this is not accidental comedy. This yeah. is yeah. this is intentional. This is. Yeah. yeah, they are trying to be uh, intentionally uh, B movie. Terrible. Yeah. Well, and I think George had a good point. You said it's hard to compare. You have to play the game, right? Like the video itself, that two and a half minutes or whatever, three minutes, and it's mi- mostly just the video assets. If the way that's chopped and everything, it feels like a bad B movie, and almost like deleted scenes from a bad B movie. That's just the way it felt. But it sounds like it's it's integrated a lot better than what we're giving credit based off of that three minute video. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Now for the final reveal, we have the Godfather. Okay. So we've been waiting on this. I I think Stern has released like eight games um, since since Toy Story uh, came out. And, the Godfather is the next release by JJP. We interviewed Erica a few episodes ago, and it was a it, it was it was a great interview. It was really interesting hearing his take and and his approach. But how did it view in person? Hey, I want to point out they've only re- released technically two games since Toy Story because it was a feat that they've done this in nine months. So they did Bond. I mean, if you want to consider 60th, and then Foo Fighters came out pretty much the same time. It was Foo Fighters one week, and then Godfather next. Okay, okay. That's fair. So, That's fair. I just want to point out, it's impressive what they've done Okay. in the last nine months. Quicker turnaround. Okay. Yes. So, uh, first things first on playing the game, there's, there's, there's no easy shots. Like, this is not Wonka. This is not anything else in my opinion it's not toy story this is nothing like what what they've ever done before and i and i i loved it i thought the layout was great i don't there's some flow there there's some trapping up and hitting um it's it's a really good mix it's a game that i am i'm excited to play more um so from the just the layout perspective i think i liked it uh, the other cool thing is on the animation side, I feel like um, I think it's it, it, it's John Paul DeWin. Uh, Depends on the animations. Just uh, I'm going to talk about the, the the animations themselves are cool, but it it feels very much like um, like a, a Settlers of Catan or a, a Carcassonne or mm-hmm. it, it feels like a board game. Feels like, like a role uh, playing. That's exactly what I said. It feels like a, uh, a RPG. Like a, yep. yeah, RPG. Yeah, I, I I dig it. I for the. I really enjoy the the layout of the LCD and and how uh, progression is displayed, how what you're supposed to do. Um, so that coupled with the lighting, it does like I could never figure out what I was supposed to hit based on the lighting on the playfield. It, it felt like there was like there was too much maybe going on, and I'm sure that will get dialed in over time. But I'm I was pleasantly surprised for something I've still never seen Godfather. 
all the way through. I think I've fallen asleep over the past five years, the two or three times I've, I've tried to watch it. So for a theme I care nothing about, I was, I was, was really happy to have finally played it a few times and, and I want to play it more. You should come to Florida. Cause I Why have a that, CE, I have a Godfather CE that will be here in a few months. So Amanda, right. you're, you're like rating this game as a four, right? Yeah, definitely. Like three and a half. Three and a half. Yeah. 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 No, um, I, I loved pirates. That was my all time favorite game. It still is. This game has all of the best parts of pirates with the shots, just kind of that, that same feel, you know, there's a lot going on. You're kind of competing against the people you're playing against. There's pros and cons to which family you choose, similar to the characters that they had in Pirates. But Eric has evolved so much. You figure this is only his third game. You know, so when you're comparing him to people, like even Elwin has more games out than that. And he's been doing this for less amount of time. So when you look at the evolution of him starting out with Pirates, which was phenomenal, you know, with doing um, Guns N' Roses, which was such a beautiful game and such a great theme integration. And then Godfather... I think a lot of people agree that this was not the license we wanted. This was not something that translated well necessarily to pinball. It's a drama. I'm like, George, I've, it, it takes from all three movies. I've never seen all three of them because they're boring. And I don't mean that in a harsh way. They're just not, that's not my, it's not right okay. It's not your theme. That's fine it's to not, say. Yeah. Not yeah. my theme at all. Um, I want action. I, I didn't see how it would translate well. And then to play it, I, I got to play it the weekend before TPF on location and really, really enjoyed it. And then I got to talk to Eric. I actually had him on Free Play Pinball Podcast the day after you guys had him on and talked to him some more. And he was giving me some tips and some tricks. And when we saw him at the show, because he was at TPF, you know, just kind of getting a few more of those things like hands on um, lessons on how to play this game. We were getting in line. It, it was another one that always had a line. They had a ton of them. I think they had 10. I think they had, or they had 10 LEs and two CEs there. And it, it was always a line. We would get in line. We'd play it. And then we would get back in line. Because you just, like, you figure another thing out. And now you got to do it again. And I'm not a rules person. I'm not a depth of the game person. But this one, I was able to kind of grasp it pretty quick. So, oh, it was so good. I can't wait for it to get here. And you went all in CE. We went, yeah, we went all in. That game is beautiful. And that topper adds so much to it. The sculptures in the CE are a little more mature looking than the Ellie. Really? Um, they kind of look characterish. If you look at the two, the car- the, um, the sculpture in the Ellie looks more like a caricature. Really? I didn't it, know that they did different sculptures. They did different sculptures, but the animation and the artwork and just, the lighting on it and I mean, you have Keith Johnson on code. So what, how are you going to go wrong with that? And Jean-Paul Dewin did so much of the animation and then you can take it off of family friendly mode and beat the crap out of some of these guys involved in the design of this game. And they're physically taking damage. So, you know, now it's not just, I'm yelling at my designer. I can actually punch him in the eye. <laughs> so, yeah. So that was kind of cool too. Just the way that they integrated it, you could tell that he was very proud of it. And I love the way that the team was integrated into this game to kind of fill in some areas. So yeah, we went all in. Okay. So I have two questions that stand out in my mind from mm-hmm. 
since you since you both had hands on the game, I want to put a couple of things to rest. So the first one is everyone complained about the lighting, like the it, it's unicorn puke on top of a very serious game. How did it look in person? Beautiful. It's without a doubt beautiful. I was really struggling to find out what I was supposed to do in the same way that um, like Star Trek leads you by the nose to with every shot you, you mm-hmm. need to make. And I wasn't there on on Godfather and knowing what I was supposed to do at any given time. Like the LCD was a lot more helpful in, 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 in that regard. And on top of that, there's the one shot up the middle, which is, I would say, the only easy shot. And even that's not that easy where you start a, you start a battle or a fight with the guy with the, the Tommy gun. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And then the second question I have is I felt like a lot of people were comparing this to shots from Godzilla or from Elwin Designs. Did it feel like that? Did it look like that more in person? I know it's got like 29 different ball paths is what they're t- yeah. touting right now. 29 different ball paths because of the diverters. Um, it The shots felt Elwin-esque in the fact that the, the high-risk shots were high-reward shots. And that's his thing. You know, he's going to throw some shots in there that you're going to make. 90% of the time, the big old bash toy in the middle, you're going to hit that pretty, pretty frequently. Some of the other shots, not so much. They're a little bit higher of a risk, but when you do hit them, it feels really good. And there's a lot of shots and a lot of combos in that game that felt really good when I shot it. I like combos. I love combos so much. I think that's why I love Elwin games. And, and Eric pulled that off big time with this. I didn't get any Elwin vibes when I was playing it. Like this, okay. this to me felt like its own, its own animal. It had a decent amount of flow. It had some really tough shots. It, what, what's surprising is that if, if you also told me, like if somebody overlaid a design for Godzilla or something and, you know, 50% overlaid right on top, I, I, maybe I wouldn't be surprised, but that definitely never entered my mind without, without, some, without you saying it because that's the first time I heard it. Mm. So oh, okay. I, I wouldn't have compared it to anything by Elwin. Okay. Okay. Uh, And uh, something that I find interesting, uh, Christopher Franchi did art on three of these releases. He's been busy. Like that is a crazy amount to say in the last month, three pinball machines with, with his art uh, in it. I I don't know if that's ever happened. So what was the third one? And we had Godfather, we had Galactic Tank Force. And Pulp Fiction. Mm -hmm. Did he do Pulp? Fiction? Yes, he did. He did Pulp Fiction because that is not his normal no. style of art. I thought he did. I thought no. he did Pulp Fiction. On the interview we did, Mark Ritchie said that it was Scott Gines. I want to say. Well, okay, you're right. You're right. Pulp Fiction because they had their own. I do remember the story now. We because Quentin Tarantino said, "Do you want me to use my guy?" And Mark's like, "No, we got a guy." Yeah. So okay, <laughs> well, yeah. I'm gonna tell Quentin Tarantino, "No, I got a guy." okay you know what if you've done uh if you did the indiana jones the pinball adventure you can say whatever you want i guess no sorry when when he said that the first thing i thought was because all they could hear when he said i got a guy i bet they heard ka-ching 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 so like no no we've got a guy (laughs) yeah we're good we're good yeah yeah Yeah, we're trying to keep costs down but now it's it's a cool game so put hands on them play it okay so your your top four I want you to go in descending order, like because I I don't want to I don't want to do all of them because that would seem who came in last place may feel bad. But how would you rank your top four? Godfather, Foo Fighters, Final Resistance, GTF. Okay, wow. so that's one through four. That's one through four. 
Okay. And Pulp Fiction didn't make that list, huh? It, like I said, it was a beautiful game, and I don't think that the people who are going to purchase it are going to be disappointed. It's just not my style of game. It's not your jam. Okay. Not my jam. Okay, George. Uh, I, I, I don't know which one's first at this point, but either Foo Fighters or Pulp Fiction are tied for me for, for first. After that, Final Resistance, and then Godfather. Okay. I think that's, I think that's still pretty solid. Yeah. So no Ninja Eclipse for you, George? Definitely not. <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not, not yet. yet. It'd be awesome. TBD. Yeah. TBD. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm saying. You don't feel bad to, to necessarily putting a loser because the loser would probably be Ninja Eclipse. And I'm not saying that as a bad thing. It's just. It's, it's incomplete. It's, it's, yeah, it's incomplete. So it's would, like. Would not be Ninja Eclipse. Yeah. I think Ninja Eclipse still has some potential. I think that the loser is the last one on the list that uh, I'm looking at right now. I don't even know why I'm not even considering that game. I don't know why. Because we saw it already. Well, yeah, we played Queen already. Queen feels like a Data East game from like 1992. It just wasn't that good. It feels feels retro, but not in a cool way. So when I was at Expo, I'm not going to name the person, but there was a person with me that is, I don't want to say critical, but they're very professional. And they wanted to point out how much the th- the actual design of Queen clashes with the band itself. And the band was very artistic, and they felt like they kind of downplayed that a lot. It felt like a lunchbox. Yeah, it was, it, it was a lunchbox. And so I'm going to take that, and I'm going to juxtapose it next to Pulp Fiction. Because I've heard Pulp Fiction is how you make a theme for a retro game and it, it's so on point for a Quentin Tarantino game mm-hmm. that it, it, it's funny because it's like if you put those two next to each other I think the what thing Queen lacks is better theme integration and I, th- I think that's where Foo Fighters and Pulp Fiction really stand out and I'm not saying that like Final Resistance doesn't whatnot but it's 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 hard to get into a theme when it's an original theme unless it's like one that you've come to know and love. I'm not saying Final Resistance can't do that. I'm saying like we're gonna have to get time on it to love it, right? Where right. Foo Fighters and Pulp Fiction has that automatic built into it because you've already been growing up with it for years now. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. my suggestion is to other uh, manufacturers, because I know you all listen, <laughs> <laughs> take take those take take those games and learn from the theme integration on those because. Um, that's what we as hobbyists, as the community, as the industry as a whole want to see from a pinball machine. And it's funny because like, we all complained about single, like that's the number one complaint here is like price does not equate single play field. Like that just, it doesn't. But the funny part is as soon as Pulp Fiction came out, the LE sold out in less than an hour, like they were just Mm -hmm. gone and people are clamoring over this game. And granted, it's not, it's probably the closest thing to a Stern Pro that's out there, but still the the bottom one's eight, I want to say, and people aren't complaining about the price. If you do the game right, you're not going to be fighting the price. And if you do it wrong, you're always going to be fighting the price. Mm-hmm. Not one complaint the entire weekend about the price of Pulp Fiction. Never yep. came up. Yep, yep. and I, I, I haven't heard that from anyone. Even I've got some friends that are very much penny pinchers, mm-hmm. and... It hasn't even been a question. <laughs> like, right. They're just like, yeah, we're in on Pulp Fiction. No Which is now. crazy thinking of, I mean, you remember when like Stern pushed the $9,000 envelope? 
mm-hmm. for their LEs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that, that seems like a millennia ago now. Well, even let's, let's talk Beatles. Like remember when Beatles came out oh, and yeah. people lost their crap. Yeah, it they was $200 more. The premium yeah. was $200 more. Yeah. Now, now well, we have, that, and now, the, now, now we have $1,700 toppers. Yeah. We have $2,000 toppers. I mean, the Mando topper is two That's, grand. Yeah. Yeah. Does, it have, so much to- does it have moving gears? Amanda. It has a hologram. It has a hologram. But I think okay. it goes it goes to prove that like price equals like your product, right? Like if, if the product is at the right um caliber that the people want, the price won't be a problem. So yeah. I think that's Probably. fair. A poorly integrated theme that shoots decent is not going to have as many people come to it as a very well integrated theme that shoots kind of crappy. Because you're not gonna walk back up to them. You don't want to look at it. Yeah. yeah. Kind of, kind of to uh, maybe George's point on Galactic Tank Force. The theme is integrated very well, even though it's an original theme. It's just the shots aren't there. But it, willing to give it more of a try as the code comes along, kind of thing. You know exactly. Yep. So, whereas Queen, I think Queen shoots fine. It's just the theme is just not there. Like just not meshed. Queen yeah. feels like they picked up. They they did the layout. And they had it as a white wood, and they picked out a color scheme, and then they got the theme. And they said, "Okay, we'll just throw it on there and go with it. Make it work." We want gold and black mixed with confetti rainbow. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. What's wrong with Make that? Make it happen. Well, nothing unless you're queen. Like that was it was a light, airy, colorful band. Let's go with the darkest colors we can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Looks great sitting next to an alien. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's true. A alien, alien at least got that part right. The theme integration on Alien the is fantastic. Yeah, it was awesome. There's so many great moments. Like I am literally getting tense playing uh, Alien as the as the 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 sound of the sensor is beeping mm-hmm. to let you know that something is getting closer. The proximity sensor. When that's happening, I'm kind of freaking out in the game a little bit because as a kid, that destroyed me. Like I had so mm-hmm. many nightmares of that sound. And then boom, when the dude boom, pokes boom, his head up into boom, the boom, into boom, the ceiling. Yeah. Oh my God. It ain't you, man. Yeah. Game over. Uh, yeah. Game they over. cut the lights, man. Why'd they cut the lights? The whole play field goes black and you're just going, Oh God, they're coming for me. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. True. I have to. I have to watch it again. It's so long since I've seen Alien. That's oh, another well, one that I've only seen bits and pieces of. But we have the game, and I get tense. Unless I'm like, I always get tense trying to find Jonesy. Gotta rescue Jonesy. There's Alien and Aliens, which are two different game, like two different movies. Completely, Alien is a horror movie. Aliens is a that is a shooter action. game. Yeah, if yeah. I action. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you can play both on the alien pinball machine. You can choose which one you want to play. Yeah. And there's assets from each. So So if you think Ed Vanderveen and team have an, an option to stay in Frisco but upgrade the size of the venue, do you think they should take that opportunity next year? Yes. Yeah. Or do you think this was like a one hit? We had seven releases in 60 days, and this is just what it ended up being. I, I don't know. It was pretty busy last year, and there weren't a lot of a uh, lot of games to talk about. I remember the big game was Weird Al last yeah. last time. Expo was amazing that. for the for the layout, and there wasn't any. I feel like 
release significant releases it was just nice not to be not to have to walk and be so close to everybody Mm -hmm. the entire time so expo despite three years ago or two years ago it not being laid out well they fixed Mm -hmm. that and they they really started integrating games uh not only games that were brought but games uh actually being sold by by distributors they 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 spread everything out and expo really stepped it up and a huge part of that to me is that it's just in a very large space so yeah. I, it wasn't claustrophobic being in there, as opposed to Expo uh, TPF this year, which was I accidentally touched a lot of people, and I'm not. It was overwhelming. Out. It was, but yeah, exactly. Like it's cacophonous. Mm-hmm. It's it's overwhelming. There's not a lot of room, and it feels like in some places they really had to squeeze the games close together or put them in interesting configurations that made it difficult to even like line up for Pulp Fiction, like mm-hmm. the pulp, the four Pulp Fiction games, like am I, which line am I in? Am I in this one or am I in this one? And then, and people are talking and chatting between and suddenly it's just, yeah, I don't know. And it, it, and it was by a main entrance. Yeah. And it was right. Yeah. Pulp Fiction was literally directly in front of a main entrance. So it was mm-hmm. like, then you're fighting it, it was that featured. too with the people. It was featured. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it was interesting because you walked through a door and directly in front of you, you had Pulp Fiction. This is, you know, again, this isn't the main entrance, but it was the, probably the next busiest entrance. So directly in front of you, kind of veering to your left, you had CGC with Pulp Fiction set up in their, you know, four games, all with the heads against each other in kind of a star pattern. Light right directly in front of you, you have GTF, and then hard right, you have Scooby Doo. Mm-hmm. So here I just piled, and then right behind Pulp Fiction was Turner. So there's your Ninja Eclipse. So you had all of these releases within an area about the size of, I don't know, what Stern had set up at Expo. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. So okay. it was not a big space. Yeah. Oh, and then there was a, a van, the Scooby van, the mystery van. Was, oh, yeah, there was there too? Yeah. So you know, so that's extra room. It was a great thing to promote the game, but there's more room. Mm-hmm. So were you ever concerned about like if a fire marshal walked in? Do you think he would have been shutting it down? Mm, I don't. This is Texas. Think. This is yeah, Texas. They there are no rules. <laughs> there are no rules. They didn't Someone even have COVID in Texas. Like, let's put a wild pitch for a second. Yeah. And they didn't <laughs> even have. <pain. laughs> no, I I do feel though that. This show, I stepped away from the show more frequently than I have at Expo or at TPF last year because I felt more overwhelmed just by the volume of people. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Good to know. That's All right. Honestly, that was one of my biggest concerns. Like, I, I'm not going to lie. I had I had TPS, TPF FOMO, right? Like, I was really worried oh, I'd be totally. missing. But it's, it sounds like between the long lines and and people shoulder to shoulder in there, it just... I don't know if it would have been as enjoyable. I really enjoyed it last year. I, I felt like it was the right size. It still felt very packed in there, but um, I never any, I don't know. I, okay. It, it I, was I, really packed I, I felt left year. out. Mm-hmm. I felt left out. I, well, I, it, I, it, I kept asking for more, uh, more pictures. He did. And this year, even though it was packed and the lines were so bad, I still felt this was pro- like I said, I still felt this was the best show I've been to. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Yeah, so was, was that say, because of all the game releases or was that because of the show itself though? It's because I got to hang out with George. Yeah. Nice. Ditto, Amanda. Thank you. Thanks. Any <laughs> show with George is the best show. Mm. Actually, every show I think I've been to, I've had George there. I don't think there's been a show I've been to without George. So that's you can't true. go to a show without George. I couldn't have done Expo without him this year. So uh, yeah, that's last true. Year, yeah. So. yeah. 
I just like going to all the big shows and I love hanging out with people. Like I have so many great pictures from TPF this year. And what's so crazy, you asked about how many people were at the show. I got, I got pinged when I, after I posted those pictures from people who we, we had been at the show for the same time and never ran into each other. Like, I can't believe you were at the show. Yeah. I have that like four or five people have hit me up. Couldn't believe that I was at the show the entire time. And I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, weren't, weren't hiding. We were walking around and, I was picking up people. It was very people-y, very people-y. Yes. Very yes. People oh, man. So much fun. All right. So go again. Yep. Yep. All yes. right. We will keep on chit-chatting, but we're going we're gonna to shut this down to the public right now. Yeah. <laughs> so if you want to get a hold of Amanda Hamilton, where do we find you? Um, you guys can check me out at Free Play Pinball Podcast on the face space. You can email me freeplaypinballpodcast at gmail.com or you can check me out lurking pretty much in all the deep dark corners of the pinball network via, you know, either the, the podcasters or the streamers. I try to check them out every once in a while because they're pretty decent. And George, if someone wants to find you, where can they find you? Uh, you can head to twitch.tv slash don't panic flip. Uh, you can also go to don'tpanicflip.com uh, where we have um, a bunch of articles on how to stream and just pinball in general. Uh, other Outside of that, um, TPN, once again, with all the uh, fun podcasts and amazing streamers. So yeah, I think pretty much it. With don't panic flip, are you required to bring a towel? You are absolutely required to bring a towel. Okay, yes. all right. The best the part about that, though, is if you get nervous, you can hide in the panic room. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah, absolutely. If you want to get a hold of us, we are Loser Kid Pinball Podcast at gmail.com. We are on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, and Instagram, all at Loser Kid Pinball. Uh, I appreciate everyone that's been signing up on YouTube as of recently. That's exploded. And really, if you want to message us, either do it through the Gmail because that comes straight to my phone most of the time which I found out yesterday. That's a long story. Or really hit us up through Messenger on Facebook. That's probably the best way to do it. So, Josh, when Scott, are you going to get that OnlyFans account set up for uh, Loser Kid? That reminds me. we <laughs> If you do want to send us money, you go to swiverballswag.com slash Loser Kid Pinball Podcast and buy some shoes, buy a backpack, buy a t-shirt. Heck, buy a, Ke buy a Keith Elwin shirt. Yeah. Thanks to Jen Ripper for buying the fabric. You can actually buy oh, yeah. fabric if you want to make a dress or a blanket, whatever you want. So the shoes do that. are awesome. The shoes are very comfortable. I have the tie dye pair, and they're amazing. Yes, I have I have a pair of blues on my on the way for me as well. So. I'm getting red, and I'm getting a red backpack. How do they fit, Amanda? Because everyone's everyone keeps asking. So I run between a seven and a seven and a half. So dress shoes, no socks. I wear a seven. Um, if I'm wearing tennis shoes, I bump it up typically to a seven and a half because that usually means I'm on my feet more. I got a seven and a half in these. I did wear them for a bit at TPF. I tried not to wear them too much just because they were new and I didn't want to risk blisters. I didn't have any issues though. They fit great. Um, if you're in between sizes, I would say go a size up. Okay. Sounds good. Well, All right. more, I think that wraps it up for <laughs> us, good. Scott. Thanks for coming on. Really appreciate that. Shut up and sit down.